0: Awesome. Well, we are very excited for this new series, Dunamis. Everyone say Dunamis. Um, I've forgotten my, I don't know where my iPad is, and so that's why I'm using my phone. I usually have this standing here, right? So I've got to try and zoom into this tiny little thing, Um, but I'll get the iPad at some stage in the future. (laughs) We'll find it. How is everyone? How good was worship? Let's give Mickey a round of applause. He did so well. So good. Well, Jess and Isaac can tell I'm quite relaxed up here. It's because I'm still in holiday mode. We went down to Albany for three and a half weeks. Our family kind of camped down in Albany, and it was absolutely beautiful. Our three kids got to spend hours of time with their cousins and their grandparents. Heaps of time at the beach, swimming. Apparently, I'm a little bit darker. Um, Yep, slightly. Um, And we had such a good time uh, down there. And I can tell you what, the team did such a phenomenal job. While we were away, we we popped back for a weekend, but Jaden and the team did such a phenomenal job of holding the fort together. You know, church isn't tested when uh, we're there, but when we go, what is it like? And thank God the place hasn't burnt down, Uh, but it's probably, to be honest, thrived with us away, really. And um, so Jaden and Ash and the whole team have done such a phenomenal job During a season where sometimes teams can be a little bit depleted as a few less people. And so we just want to thank you all so much for putting in such a hard work over the last three, four weeks. Can we just give Jaden one big round of applause and the rest of the team for everything that they've done over the last few weeks. So good. Um, Well, we are in this series called Dunamis and I'm very excited about it. Dunamis is all about our three weeks of prayer and fasting so we can create space for God's power to work through us. That's the intention of the, of the next three weeks that are coming up because who knows that sometimes we find out that we're powerless. We feel a little bit like this picture up behind me of this empty battery. And um, The other day I went to use my computer um, and this symbol was on the front. Isn't that so frustrating? Or you find that symbol on your phone and you want to use it and it's unusable. Sometimes we can feel a little bit like this battery in life. Put up your hand if you relate. We can feel drained and we are in need of a power charge. And so uh, sometimes we can feel exhausted. Maybe we've come to our limit in life. Uh, maybe there's some relational things going on in our life or we attempt to step into the purposes of God, whether it's work or, or relationships or with your family and you just find that you, you haven't quite got it in you. And you need of some outside help, something, some help from the outside. Um, and so what we do want, however, is to look a little bit like this. Green and full. And this is how God wants us to live our life. And he, he's got an answer for us. When we feel depleted in life, he invites us to come and tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus actually... Before he, he sent his disciples out into a huge mission, he told his disciples, his followers, at the, at the end of his life, just as he um, was about to go up to heaven, he gathered his followers together and he gave them the greatest mission the world has ever seen. He said, you 12 guys, go out and transform the world. Turn the world upside down. Bring the good news of my love, the good news of the gospel throughout the whole earth. And these 12 looking at each other going, you, me, but God said, I'm not leaving you alone, but I want to give you the power of the Holy Spirit. And we read in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But you will receive, this is Jesus' words to his, to his disciples, he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that's what these next three weeks are about, about us receiving power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And this word power in the Greek is from the, it's from the Greek word dunamis which is the theme for these next three weeks, dunamis. And the word dunamis appears over 120 times in the New Testament. Um, The word dunamis is the Greek root word that we use for our English words, such as dynamic or dynamo or dynamite. And so this word speaks about the dynamic and the, the powerful force of the Holy Spirit that wants to work in us and through us so we can fulfill everything that God has for us. And so the tagline for this series is Power to Go where we want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, power to go into the world, which is the context of this scripture. God said "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you so you can go into the world and turn the world upside down with my love. God doesn't leave us alone for it. And so that is what we're looking at for the next three weeks. And so what I'm going to be doing tonight is having a look at two keys for us to receive this power. What are two keys that we can follow in order to receive the power that God has for every single one of us. And this is, this is related to what we're praying about over the next three weeks, but maybe if, you, maybe if you're here for the first time or you've never been to church before or you're still trying to work this whole God thing out, then I can tell you these two keys will help you to receive the power that God wants to give you. You know, He loves you. He cares for you so much. And He so longs for you to be recharged with the power of God in your life so you can step into everything that He has for you. Um, I'd love to begin this by praying, and so I'd ask you to join me as I do. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, I thank you so much for every single person here. Lord God, I thank you that you love them so much, and I thank you that you don't leave us alone, Lord, but you want to fill us with your power to achieve everything that you've got for us in this life. And Lord God, right now, I pray, Lord God, that our hearts will be open to hear from heaven, and I pray, Lord God, that not one single person will walk out of here the same way they came in, Lord God, that they'd be transformed by your spirit, by your love tonight. In Jesus' name, we all said. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, Two keys to receiving the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And the first key is, not a popular word, but the first key is humility. Everyone say, humility. Very good. Humility. Humility speaks of basically us saying, God, I need you. God, I need you so much. I recognize that my battery is low and I need some help from an outside power source. And 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, states it pretty bluntly. It says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, or he lets the proud go, but he gives grace, the empowering presence of God to the humble. It makes me think of um, Winter the other day when he was trying to open a lolly or, a, or some kind of packaging. I'm like, hey, Winter, do some help with that. He's like, no, Dad. He's like trying to, under his packet, I'm like, sure you don't want any help? No, Dad. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. I'll leave you on your own about five minutes later. <laughs> Dad, can you open it for me? Like, yeah, give it to you. All right. I'll go and help him. You know, God, God longs for us to come to him because he wants to help us. He wants to unwrap that lolly for you. He wants good things for your life. And he's saying, would you come to me? Because I want to help you through life. I want to give you power that you don't have on your own. Um, as we humble ourselves, and there's three ways that we can humble ourselves in this context as well. There's many ways that we can do it. But biblically, I just wanted to have a look at one bit of scripture. And it's from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Um, And this scripture that we're going to read out in a second, uh, a bit of context, is kind of a little bit of insurance that God gave the Israelites. Um, And so a little bit of insurance, because what had happened is King Solomon had finished building a temple, right? King Solomon had finished building a temple with expensive jewels and gold and everything. And they were just about to dedicate this temple to God, so God's presence would come and fill this temple um, but, but that was in the Old Testament before Jesus. We, however, are what's called the living temple, where the presence of God lives in us as individuals, and wherever we go, we, we carry the presence of God. The, the presence of God isn't limited by a building, but wherever you go, you bring the presence of God with you. But... Going back to the Old Testament times, when King Solomon was about to dedicate the temple, the temple represented God's presence. It represented the place that people would pray to when they wanted to, to pray to God or, or seek God. And, and this is kind of God's insurance line that he gave to God's people in case they found themselves drifting from God and they found themselves in trouble. In other words, it was insurance just in case God's people ended up rejecting God and getting into trouble and getting into a situation they couldn't get out of on their own, this is kind of God's insurance, if you like. Kind of like a parent saying, okay, I don't really want you to go out into that party, but if you ever do, here's my number, give me your call if you're in trouble. Don't do that, but give me a call if you're in trouble. So that's this scripture. And God says to Solomon, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, if they will pray... And seek my face, if they turn from their wicked ways, doing stuff that they weren't created to do, really, then I will hear from heaven, and I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. I'll come and help them. I'll restore them. I'll come and breathe, breathe life into them. And so, there's three keys. There's three ways that people humble themselves in the Old Testament. The first way that people humble themselves in this scripture is through the power of prayer. Prayer is our way of saying, God, help. Prayer is a really simple thing. It can be one word, help me, God. You know, there's two, two, two simple ways we can pray. One is thanking God for everything he's done. And the other way can be asking him for help when we need it. Prayer is simply talking to God. And get this, specific prayers get specific answers. So if you're ever in, ever in trouble or of need of help from God, then try praying specifically and you'll get specific answers. Uh, our kids will ask for an apple, and I won't give them an orange because they asked ask for an apple. And when we ask God for specific things, sometimes we pray very vague prayers. God, just help me with everything. God's like, okay. But sometimes we like to give God specific things to answer, and we see the power of God move. I remember at the beginning of last, last year, I'm confused, it's the beginning of this year. At the beginning of last year, Jess and I were very aware that we needed leaders in this church, Um, We were rounding the corner into the new year, about six months after we started the church. And I remember we got on our knees over a certain period of time and we said, God, we pray that you would raise up leaders in this church. Specifically, we prayed. Persistently as well. Sometimes we give up too quickly. Oh, my prayer wasn't answered. I'll give up. But actually God invites us. Would you pray specifically and persistently as well? And so we continued to pray Although we didn't see it with our eyes necessarily, we were saying, God, if we want to make an impact in this world, we need more people around us that will help to carry the burden of this great responsibility so we can impact the world with your love. And I can tell you what, God has specifically answered that prayer in miraculous ways. And not only has God formed a phenomenal leadership team that are leading in many areas of the church, but also last year we saw like 12 people come through the Everlife Leadership Academy They started almost by accident. At the beginning of last year, people began putting their hands up, saying, I want to do more. I want to be more involved. I want to add some intentionality to my availability. And so we started Everlife Leadership Academy. And there's 12 people that went through. i tell you what, it is a miracle. Because there's churches, we're not into the comparison trap, but just for context and glory to God about how God answers prayers, there's churches two, three times bigger than ours, four times bigger than ours that have maybe two or three interns. There's a phenomenal grace of God that has come, I believe, directly in answer to God's answer to our prayer that we've prayed, and also the grace of God on this church as well. So specific prayers get specific answers, and I want to encourage you to persist in prayer as well. And by the way, we're excited for this year with Everlife Leadership Academy as well. Um, We've got seven to 12 people that are signing up just to grow in their leadership as well. So If you're interested, we'd love you to uh, let us know about that as well. We'd love to help you on your journey. So one way that we humble ourselves is through prayer. Another way that we humble ourselves is through fasting, which is what we're doing over the next three weeks. Biblically, a way that we humble ourselves before God is by abstaining from food for a certain period of time, which is the definition of fasting. is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. And really... What fasting does is it turns down the dial of the flesh. You know how much time we spend feeding ourselves? (laughs) Like, we spend hours preparing food. We had Harry and Rachel uh, with us for our leadership retreat down in Albany. And Harry and... Excuse me. Harry and... My voice is going a little bit. Um, Harry and Rachel, they cooked... Us up a storm. We had our leaders gathered together in Albany over about three nights and they cooked a phenomenal uh, menu for us. And so we got to concentrate on what we got to uh, focus on and they cooked for us and it was phenomenal there. Our new most recently engaged couple at Everlife. Um, So I reckon they deserve a big round of applause as well. Where are you, Harry and Rach? You're here somewhere? They're in kids. They're in kids. Look at that. They're serving away. Awesome. Um, And so I reckon they're ready for marriage. They fed 12 of us over a period of a few days and then 30 of us one night, so they're ready for 12 kids. It's awesome. Um, So fasting turns down the dial of our flesh so we can tune into the spirit. So much of our life is dictated by feed me, feed me, feed my, which is great. God created for food. But for a time, we can turn down the dial of feed my flesh to Tuning in to spiritual things, tuning in to what God might want to say, tuning in. It's like it helps us to fine tune to the radio station of the Holy Spirit in our life. Um, fasting says to God, I need you and I rely on you more than I rely on food in our lives. Um, there's power in fasting, it breaks spiritual strongholds, it increases our intimacy with God, and it adds power. To prayer. At the beginning of the service, Jaden, um, in our pre-service prayer, Jaden reminded us of that account where the disciples tried to cast out a demon from someone. They were, I would have cast out many demons from, from other people, but they came to a, a roadblock where one particular demon refused to budge. And Jesus said, Well, this type comes out by prayer and fasting. And so so fasting all throughout the Bible, we don't have time to go into it now, but all throughout the Bible. Fasting turbocharges your prayer. It says to God, God, I'm serious about this. God, I bring this to you. And I, I want to abstain for a certain period of time to say, God, I'm hungry for you more than I am for physical food. Um, and over the next three weeks, there's different types of fasting that we can do. Um, some of us are doing what's called the Daniel Fast. Um, I think the Daniel Fast is pretty much vego, am I right? Pretty much vegetarian uh, minus the meat um, and, and the sugar and all that kind of stuff. There's the Daniel fast. There's, there's, there's no right or wrong way to go about fasting. Um, some people are missing a meal a day. Some, some people are fasting for the first day of each three weeks. Some people are going without social media or the real spiritual ones are going without coffee. My oh, goodness, we'll be we praying for them. Um, some people are going without food for the for the full time. What, it, it, doesn't, it matters less about, this is no spiritual elite sort of club that we've got here, but before God, it's going, God, before you, I just want to create space in my life for you to come and speak to me, for me to meet with you, to prioritize you in this season of my life. And it's a very powerful thing. You can start small as well. Don't bite off a whole three weeks. If it's the first time that you've um, ever fasting, don't go. Please don't. Um, But just start small. Start with what you can, what's achievable for you. Um, The third way that we can humble ourselves according to the scripture is through, um, I'm kind of stretching it a little bit, but the power of confession. The power of confession. It says in that scripture um, back there that if people would turn from their wicked ways, really if people would would, would get real with themselves, um, one way that we can humble ourselves in, in this context is to get real with people, to to confess, to go, God, I know I've got this stuff in my life that I shouldn't be doing, that I know is causing myself damage and other people damage. Other people damage. It causes me to consistently have guilt or, or shame in my life. But in in this season of my life, one way that we can humble ourselves is to get real with someone else and actually to confess. To get real with them. Um, Proverbs chapter twenty-eight verse thirteen. It says. People who conceal their sins will not prosper. People who cover it up, who pretend. We all look at each other and go, oh, look at those perfect Christians. They must have it all together. Let me tell you, we don't at all. None of us have it all together. We all have cracks. Um, We all do things that we're we're not proud of. And I can tell you what, there is power when you get real. There is power when you confess and you get things out into the light. It says, but if they confess and turn from them, they'll receive mercy. If you begin, mercy, if you begin to go on this journey, and let me tell you, it's, it's a journey. It's a journey. Um, all of us have, have things that we're battling within our life, but what's good is if you bring someone into your journey, it helps you so much change the direction of your life in certain areas. Uh, James chapter 5, verse 16, it's so beautiful. It says, confess your sins to each other. That word sin really means missing the mark, whether it's missing the mark morally or maybe you're just missing the mark in expectations. You know, even the unnecessary guilt that you feel when you don't feel like you're just cutting it. I'm not fit enough. I'm not smart enough. I should do this. I'm not spending enough time with my family. And I need to be healthy. And I need to get more educated. And I need to be better at work. There's all, there's all these things that we feel like we're consistently not doing good enough in. We feel like we're perpetually falling short sometimes. Also, I believe that includes that. Things that we're doing morally wrong, but also just just things that we're struggling with. It says, confess your sins to each other, or get real with each other. Pray for each other that you may be healed. This scripture talks less about whether you're forgiven or not, because it's it's a given, you're forgiven. It's a given, you're forgiven. Um, When you come to God, you're forgiven of everything that you do. But if you want healing in your life, freedom in your life, One way to humble yourself in order to receive the power of God in your life is by getting real with someone that you trust. And um, at the Leaders' Retreat, we got real with each other one night. We all sat around in a circle and we all confessed some stuff um, with each other and we prayed for each other. And I can tell you what, it was such a powerful time. Some of the most powerful times of, of freedom that you can witness in people's lives is when two people get together and they just get real with each other, and you pray for each other, you, you just see the power of God bring freedom and peace and deliverance to those people. It's such a precious gift that God gives us. Um, and in all of my life as well, throughout my, my journey, confession has been one of the greatest tools of my freedom and my joy in life. You know, when, when I don't get real with people and, and there's some muck in my heart, when I keep it on the inside, and you try to, you're trying to keep your energy up and your smile going, but on the inside you feel like you're dying, there's nothing more healing and more freeing than all throughout the journey of my life. I've just found touch points, people along the way that I can get real with, friends, mentors, people that I can do that. This is partly why we have dinner parties at this church, because we like dinner and we like parties. Um, but we want to create a space for trust to grow so we can build authentic relationships, so we can get real with each other. And it's one of the ways that we humble ourselves before God. And so three keys to humbling yourself before God is first through prayer. The other way to humble yourself before God is through the power of fasting. And another way to humble ourselves before God is through that power of confession as well. Um, So the first key is to humble ourselves to receive the power of God. And the second key is faith. Everyone say, faith. Faith. That's right. Sometimes we think that in order to receive this power from God, we need to tick all the right boxes. We need to get all our ducks lined up. I need to be super spiritual. I need to have a good track record that I've been a good person for a couple of weeks in a row. Or I need to feel spiritual before I deserve the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. But it's absolutely not true. Uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 2, it says this. This is Paul writing to the church in Galatia. And he's, he's quite annoyed because the church thought or people started to believe that in order to receive the holy spirit they needed to perform to please god forgetting that jesus has already performed on their behalf that it's only by the grace of god that we can be forgiven and we can receive everything that god has for us so galatians chapter 2 3 verse 2 and 5 paul says let me ask you this one question he's like he's getting real he's like let me ask you this one question Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses or by ticking off all the boxes? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ, because of your faith in Jesus. He says, I ask you again. He's just trying to reinforce the point. He says, I ask you again. Does God give you the Holy Spirit? and work miracles among you, which we're believing for over the next three weeks. Miracles that only God can do. I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law, because you're ticking all the boxes? No, of course not. It's because you believe the message you heard about Christ. You see, this is not to do with behaving, but believing, receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. It's also not about Feelings, but about faith. Sometimes we can think that faith is feelings. I've got to get myself into a bit of a spiritual, hopped up state. Ooh, you know, we work ourselves up. Mm, no, 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 no. Get the engine going and, ooh, yes, I feel more spiritual now. It's like I'm feeling more spiritual. What, what is that anyway? I mean, it's, I mean, I'll do the same, you know, because there's a level of courage. Okay, I've just got to focus and push back the distractions for a second and you need a I need to focus right here. But you know what? It's not about feelings. Being spiritual is not about feelings. It's about faith and receiving the promise of God simply by faith. And faith can happen in a single moment. In a split second, we can receive everything that God has for us in that moment. We're not about spiritual heroes, but about spiritual hunger. We're not about spiritual heroes, but about spiritual hunger. It's, it, it's the only requirement for us is to come to God hungry. God, I come to you hungry and I come to you with faith. I don't come to you with all the boxes ticked. I don't, I don't come to you perfectly. But God, I come to you. I humble myself before you, God. humble myself before you, God. And by faith, I receive the power of God in my life to help me whenever I need it. And I can tell you what, this has been so, so true for me throughout my life. You know, there's been so many moments, countless moments when you get to the end of yourself. You get to that depleted, almost flat battery state or maybe flat. And you know, the, you know, the answer is to receive the power of the Holy Spirit by faith. Um, even even this morning, you know, yesterday we drove up from Albany after lots of short nights of sleep and drove up from Albany yesterday I had a late night last night and preparing this message. For tonight and then this morning, it's just in a moment going, whew, yeah. I do feel a bit tired but in an instant, it's going God, according to your word in my weakness, your power is made perfect. According to your word I'm not a victim but I'm overwhelmingly more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus I actually live in victory yeah, come on and this is what God invites us all into, not to live in a state of a victim not to live in a state perpetually I'm flat okay let's recognize the truth for a moment but boy any one of us can come in a, in a moment by faith receive power of the Holy Spirit it's not dependent on how spiritual you are it's not dependent on how good you are it's simply required It simply come, and all of us can do this all of us can go God I need you I humble myself before you God and right now receive by faith and you know, this promise of the Holy Spirit isn't, again, for the spiritual elite. Now, the last scripture for tonight is from Acts chapter 2, 17-18. to 18. It says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I'll pour out my Spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike... And they will prophesy. Every single one of us can receive the power of the Holy Spirit. No one is disqualified. Young and old, male and female, slave, free, whatever you are, God wants to put out the Spirit on your life tonight. So what we're going to do is just create a moment for you right now. We're going to have... Plenty of moments throughout the week, we're going to be meeting starting tomorrow morning for whoever's free to come and join us at the crazy hour, not as crazy as last year, it was 5 to 6am last year but now we've upgraded it to 6 to 7am, just for you. Um, and so we'd love you to join us for that but, um, but join join with us either on Zoom as well if you can get up but if not just join with us as we, as we bring this focus over the, these next three weeks and we're believing for breakthrough in your life, we're believing for breakthrough in this church, we're believing for a move of God in this place that we see lives transformed by the power of God